and welcome into another episode of Grit, a hockey podcast. Season two. Season two. Uh, hockey's coming back again, and so are we. You couldn't keep us away. You solved the box. We came. Exactly. Uh, so, for those of you who maybe didn't listen to us last season, uh, we are a podcast wherein three of us are big hockey fans, and two of us are newer to the sport. Uh, this will be the sophomore year uh, for those guys, uh, as they came on last year to watch hockey in the weirdest season that's ever happened. Um, I'm sure they turned out just fine. No. Smile. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, uh, my name is Dakota. I am joined by Jake. Hello. I have a newfound sexual attraction to ghosts. Indy. Hello. I... And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't know how to follow that one so, so so jake and indy uh alongside myself are big hockey fans uh we've been following the colorado avalanche for about five or six years now um and joining us for their second season are dylan hello it is me the guy and devin what do you find attractive about ghosts? Have you seen The Grudge? Yeah. I rest my case. Fair <laughs> enough. Case closed. Listen, you spend a night with the with Kayako from The Grudge, and you end up groaning just like she does, if you know what I'm saying. I thought we were doing the bad jokes before. You will also die and become a curse? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that is the that is what happens in that movie. We watched all three of those. Uh, fuck, that third one was bad. There's only two movies. There are only two. I was about to say there's only two. Yeah. Uh, but no, the bad jokes are going on during the show too. Surprise, motherfucker! I lied. Mm, okay. So this episode, um, we're going to bring back a segment that we did for the first episode that we did. Uh, last year, wherein we tried to break down and talk to Dylan and Devin about each and uh, every member of the Colorado Avalanche uh, and kind of what their deal is, what to expect. Um, but so we're doing it again this year. Uh, since last year, there's been quite a bit of turnover. Um, a lot of the top, top names will stay the same. Um, but kind of in the the depth area of the avalanche uh there's a lot that's changed so um some of these people dylan and devin will be familiar with and they'll be able to give you a little bit of their own insights hopefully and for some of these new people it's going to be on us to kind of explain uh what we know about them if we know anything and kind of what to expect so jake you put together quite a handy infograph uh for us once again this year uh, appreciate that my guy some might call it a document. Um, documented every single member of the Colorado Avalanche based on the projected lineup that was released uh, tonight. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about based on this. <laughs> based on the projected lineup that was released like four days ago and about an hour later, which they changed. Hmm. So it's fine. It's cool. The actual lineup is at the bottom. We will make uh, we will make notes as we go. Yeah, yeah. So, 
let's get going then. Last year, the Avs weren't just a good regular season team. They were one of the best of the past decade. Despite some losses, they're right back on top. Dash, especially after upgrading in goal. Period. Period. If the end uh, goal doesn't end up dying. That is true. We'll, we'll get to that when we talk about them. Um, so yeah, that's a blurb from J Fresh Hockey where you got a lot of the data that you are uh, that you have provided for us in the document. I did not give him five bucks a month to not use it. Exactly. Um, I really like J Fresh's models. They make uh, breaking down a player's strengths and weaknesses uh, very visually easy to comprehend. Um, I think that you could probably like go back and forth with like how much you trust like specific models and data or whatever, but that's a conversation for a completely like different time. Whether or not like his predictions and his models are accurate isn't like necessarily the point. As long as they're in the ballpark, I think that they're really good for our purposes in particular. So yeah, um the projected lineup uh that you have here. Um, his first line, Nathan McKinnon at center, Gabriel Landeskog left wing, Miko Rantanen right wing. Uh, second line, centered by Kadri, Nishushkin and Burakovsky on the wings. Third, Newhook, uh, winged by Jostin Comfer. Record scratch. But that's one of the things that changed, right? Well, I was going to say, I don't feel very good about Nuke on the wing on the second line in any capacity. Yeah. Uh, at all, <laughs> as it turns out. I think Nuke is a very good defensive forward, but... Uh, the offensive upside wanna... isn't quite there, right? I don't know if quite there is what I'd say. It doesn't exist. <laughs> he scores the goals in one way, and that's off of his forehead, no. Um, I don't know, man. I feel like the conversation has been that Newhook could probably move there but they want to try new hook at center because that is his drafted position and his natural playing position for his entire uh, progression as a prospect. And he uh, is presumably the person that they're going to move to second line center once Kadri's contract expires with us, right? So it makes sense yes. that they would want to keep him in that position so that he has more experience in the NHL to be able to do that job. Yeah, but also, we're trying to win a cup. He probably has higher upside than Nuke. Uh, from an offensive perspective. Yeah, so. I agree. So that's the thing. I don't know. I wanted to say that. They're probably starting him off without super crazy expectations because, you know, we don't want to joust him. Yeah. But if you want to scroll to the bottom, that has the actual line. Uh, that is true. Um, oh, that's right. So the lineup that was announced... For everything, like, the first few lines are exactly the same as what we just said. This is from one Peter Baugh of The Athletic. Mm -hmm. AJ Hayfley has the exact same lines, but has four and three switched. But they're interchangeable as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The third slash fourth line, whatever it ends up being, uh, New Hook Center, uh, Sampo Ranta on the left wing. Uh, we call him Rambo Santa, so if we call somebody Rambo, that's who we're talking about. Um, and Comper on right wing, uh, fourth line of Tyson Jost at center, uh, and winged by Darren Helm and Logan O'Connor. Yep, and then defense Gerard McCarr, uh, Byram Eric Johnson, 
Jack Johnson and Ryan Murray, uh, with McDermott kind of hanging out. Um, if they don't do Johnson and Johnson at some point, I will be butthurt personally. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, Taves is hurt. Taves will be hurt for anywhere here in one to three weeks. And as soon as he comes back from injury, the defense looks like even better than it does. It looks fine now. As soon as he comes back from injury, Jack Johnson's sliding down to that 7D position. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless Ryan Murray gets hurt in record time, which he's been known to do. So we'll see. Um, so we can kind of... Uh, my thought was, in as little of a dry way as possible, because I feel like last time was a little dry. Sure. Um kind of bust through here um you know I, I put them all line by line laid out right so we can kind of just go see the um the newish guys perceptions of these players from last year and if they don't have them we can give them a little load on on who they are what their purpose is yeah yeah that's exactly what i was thinking for sure um so do we just want to start uh start with the big boys and work our way down or we're gonna start with the big boys and we're gonna have Devin Dulandiscog. Give us the lowdown. Give us the scouting report on Gabriel Dulandiscog. Well, he he's the babe. He's he is the babe. He's a Gabriel. Homie. One might even say. Um, I love to see him on the ice for sure. Uh, I know that. <laughs> Hell yeah, the- dude! Wow, we're out here. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I. Listen, Devin's not carrying the weight, so Dylan, give it, give it to us. Gabe is sick. It's <laughs> um, true. He does a lot of cool shit with McKinnon. I have noticed, uh, but <laughs> everybody does is. cool shit with McKinnon. <laughs> <laughs> McKinnon does cool shit with McKinnon. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> no, yeah. So concisely uh, putting it all together, um, Landeskog is kind of there for the muscle. He's defensively responsible. He kind of ties it all together. Protects the other two a little bit. Um, and looks fucking great doing it, dude. Holy shit. Uh, bring a bucket and a mop because holy fuck. Spooked us in, uh, at the end of last season. Almost not coming back on or whatever happened. Yeah, the contract negotiation. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that is. Yeah, right. I guess we. So I'm glad he's here. And, yeah, uh, that was spooky. a non-podcast episode. Smile. Yes, exactly. Um, you know that contract might not age the best, but he's our boy. Yep, he's the captain of the team, heart and soul kind of guy. Uh, big presence on and off the ice for the team. Um, <laughs> forget that he's the captain. Have said it better myself, NBC. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, I've seen him take line changes before. Uh, that's how you know he's a selfless kind of guy. It's true. He's on. He's on Mark Stone's level there. Model captain. Yep. I'm just happy I don't have to burn my closet of all the jerseys I have. I know, so, right? Get rid of the Landy jerseys. The Landy and Grubauer's. See him on the Blues or some shit, dude. Just like they were fucking. That story about how the Blues were like aggressively hunting him and and the like off season. Made me like one of vomit almost. They couldn't take Landy, so they took Sod. <laughs> ah. Yeah, yeah. He's playing on the top line for them, by the way. Feels bad, man. Oh, that'd be great. Can't love him anymore because I hate the Blues. But 
He was routinely the best player on the ice for us, aside from like you know the obvious culprits. Yeah. What about Nathan McKinnon, boys? Anybody want to speak up about Nathan McKinnon? Fastest fuck boy. Talking about the dog. The dog, dude. Are you trolling the dog? Probably. Yeah, dude. Hell yeah. To fucking see on the ice, just because of how he weaves through everybody. Yeah, probably the easiest to talk about. Just. Considering on how much of a presence he has. Yeah. You guys will see. So the issue is, is that over the last year, he's the only player that you saw on the ice that you'd see on the ice by, like, any casual viewing metric, right? Like, in terms of, you see McKinnon out there and you're like, okay, that's McKinnon. I don't even need to fucking look at the numbers. It's, just, it's fucking McKinnon. Like, okay, I can tell. And I would say there's like maybe five or six other players like that in the league, and you got to see none of them, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a very, to put it in terms that you would understand, it's a very, um, almost like a, like a hero shooter. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm here for this. Keep going. Yeah. Where, you know, McKinnon's very strong. He's very powerful. Every stride he takes with his skates, he's just very obviously like, angry um where there's someone like mcdavid who kind of looks like he's skating half as fast as he's actually moving um or you know crosby who's just doing creative shit with the puck all the time like there's some really key guys that you'll you'll notice pretty quickly i feel like is just like oh i see these are the best players in this league um none of them were playing against us last year so you didn't see any of it Listen, you say that, but I once went to a Colorado Avalanche game where the person sitting next to me uh, told me, hey, this is my first hockey game ever. And uh, that 83 guy, that Matt Nieto, he's one of the best players in the league, isn't he? Um, (laughs) Long Beach native, dude. Long Beach native. (laughs) Now, he was incorrect, but he did notice how fast the man skated. So, uh, you know, just think about that. My man, it's got wheels. No, yeah, so... We're talking about other people, not because McKinnon's not worth talking about, but, you know, McKinnon. Fucking Nathan McKinnon. He's the best player in the league. Fuck McDavid. Yeah. Um. Alright. It's time for the moose. Yes. He's already been loose. It's great. He's you fucking know, this, great. This, this extensive <laughs> conversation about Nico Rantanen. This extensive conversation about Miko Rantanen really um, highlights the thing about Miko, and that's that he's not flashy. Yeah, if that's where you want to take this, yes, that is exactly what we were meaning to do. You see him um, when he's loose, and then you have, otherwise you have to look in the back of the cage. Yeah. Well, so often Miko's doing not a lot of noticeable shit to um. the untrained eye. And then he'll bank a puck off the back of the same goalie's head in like three different games. Yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, backhand. backhand. From... Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. There we go. His there backhand. Go. The backhand right? is fucking nuts. Well, and so even in the preseason, I'll have to find a clip. It was in one of the non televised games. Somebody took a fucking video of the Jumbotron, which ugh, I can't believe it. But <laughs> he was standing behind the goal line. And somebody shot a puck that went wide, and he deflected it from behind the goal line into the fucking net. Which, what? Uh, so some uh, <laughs> McDavid, Leon Drysaddle shit that happened last year. Yeah, like just some what the, the fuck? Goals. 
Yeah. Just, just shoot at dry side with stick. That's most definitely behind just the fucking flies door. in somehow, dude. Like what? Um. So the big discussion about Miko is that he is entering the first year of what would be considered his prime. And the thought is, is that Miko is often thought of as between the 10th and the 15th best player in the league. And there are people in certain camps that think that Miko could make this his team this year. I can believe that. Whoa. I can I can definitely see it. I, I think it'd be hard considering who else is on the ice, but that yes. man's fucking ridiculous. So, um, but yeah, just the thing about Miko is uh, what he does is not as just like a parent on the ice, right? But then he does something, and you're like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> he's the hacker um, man. Suddenly, he's in. And so Miko often gets compared to a player called Yaramir Yager, uh, who is still playing to this day, and he's almost 60 years old. He's just not in the NHL anymore. Oh, I think he's actually almost 50. I don't think he's almost 60, but I think he's almost 50. Or he's above 50. Um, but, yeah, a lot of people call him Mini Yager. And as uh, DMDR put it, he could be just Yager now. <laughs> uh, Yager Yager is 49 years old, so almost it. 49? Okay. Hockey ages and people being referred to as old makes it very difficult, but still playing when you're 50 is exceptional. Dude, still playing when you're 50, you might as well be 78 on the fucking wheelchair, fucking yep. skating and shit. Like, got crutches out there, two hockey sticks, one in each hand, fucking carrying you across. They have to hook him up to an oxygen tank between fucking ships. <laughs> like, he has one of those little learn to skate things with the tennis balls on the bottom, fucking helping him along. That, yeah, that might as well be what's happening. Like, that's, it's unheard of what he's doing. Um, I think he's still gonna play in the Olympics this year. What the fuck, dude? Um, if Yager plays in the Olympics, I'll laugh my ass off. It would be great. Yeah. So I mean, again, I mean, we have have the best top line in the league. Some people think it's the Bruins, and they try really hard to make that happen by calling it the perfection line. But uh, fuck them, <laughs> essentially. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. These are our dudes. These are our, we we live and die by these motherfuckers and a couple people on the back end, right? But yeah, you know these guys are. Uh, there's not there's literally nothing negative said about him, you know, any of them, right? There's no spicy takes. There's nothing. There's just goddamn. Yeah, just goddamn. Um, nice. Second line though. I'm feeling a little different about some of this. Uh, you know, for instance, one Valerie Shushkin. How are we thinking? Uh, yeah, uh, nuke tactical nuke. Yes. Do you guys um, have a perception of nuke? So, uh, my perception of nuke is he is just there until some crazy shit happens. Nuke does a really great job of doing one thing, which is getting the puck, skate fast, protect puck. And just randomly be in front of somebody in front of the net. That's more or less the thing you're thinking of, yes? Yes. Um, now, he has... He literally wears Hulk hands on the ice. So he can't actually score with his stick. <laughs> um, but sometimes the puck goes in. And as you can see from this uh, this little JFresh chart here... Literally fucking... 
the best defensive forward in the league. <laughs> At least <laughs> you know, over, last over year, the last year three before. Years. Yeah. Um God damn. So yeah, but he can't, you know, fifteen percent finishing, like you know, this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. He does to be clear, he does not have a fifteen percent shooting percentage. It's not what I'm saying. But the J Fresh chart, he's in the fifteenth percentile finishing. He sucks yeah. in that way. Um, but you know, he he he's a good player, he's valuable, he's not gonna hurt you mostly. Um unless you're trying to score goals. Which, you know, he has two people on his line that shoot the puck. So I guess he doesn't need to, but they'll Yeah. He'd like uh, someone there with a little more upside. I was about to say, uh he's good for when you're, you uh have the lead in the game, but if you're uh trailing, um well shit. Sucks well, if you're trailing, he won't make it any worse, right? But, you know. Oh, yeah. Like, he'll keep you in the game, but he's not going to get you back into the game. He's a huge Russian, though. He's cool. I like Nuke. Yeah, Nuke's good. Um, Nuke, Nuke was good. a player who, if you don't... I think this was the year before last, right, where we got him? Uh, yeah. Um, He had gone, like, 96 games without a goal. Like, he was so bad. He was thought to be terrible. And the Avs getting him was a very what-the-fuck move for everybody. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they were the the fucking meme guy standing in the back of the room with the fucking party hat saying, they don't know Nuke's the best defensive forward in the league or whatever. I was about to say, then the Toronto Maple Leafs opened the door for him, and uh, now he is a completely different player. Yeah. Yeah, he's... Uh... He was definitely thought to be a dud because he was a really hot prospect when he got drafted. Nothing really became of it, and the Avalanche have apparently turned him into a a Selkie candidate for some reason. I didn't think we'd say this much about Nuke. Yeah. Also, this is Nuke's last year on his contract, so we could either lose him um, or resign him. Either way, he's going to be more expensive than he is, so that's something to consider. Yeah. Hmm. The big storyline with the Avs is if you look at the entire third line real quick, yeah, if you look at that little uh, cap section, you can see that Nuke, Kadri, and Burakovsky all have one year left on their deal. Which means this is the last year. Um, And you know who has two years left on their deal? McKinnon. Uh, This is all lining up. Yeah, so the issue is that McKinnon right now is making six million dollars. McKinnon's going to make like 12 million dollars. So if you look at the numbers for the people on the second line and see that 2.5, the 4.5, and the 4.9, that math doesn't add up very well. And the cap is not going to raise more than like three million dollars, two million dollars in that time. So, yeah. There's some decisions to be made. But essentially, people in their last year usually perform better because they want that next contract to be good. So we'll see. Yeah. That's going to be the narrative for all of these guys. Speaking of all of these guys, Nazem Kadri. I'm sure we have thoughts on him. Um, not particularly, personally. Uh, good connotation in my brain but nothing really to say 
what about getting suspended in the playoffs? Yeah. Oh yeah, fuck. Anger. <laughs> what about a twenty-one game goal? Like one, I think he had one point in that time or something. One goal. It was about to say a goal, a streak, no assists. But again, I think he really threw did that. So well, on this chart, there's an A on the chart. Yeah, that makes it look like the Avalanche jersey in that second chart. Yeah, or the Avalanche logo on that second chart. The true reason why he went that long without any points. Dude, what a fucking uh, finishing percentage! Jesus Christ, it's bad. Chart is so like insane. It goes from one of the worst finishing percentiles to. One of the best to back to one of the worst. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, a lot of the F season, I wouldn't say lives and dies by him, but a cup push might. Yeah. Um, you know, say what you will about not blaming one guy for an entire team's failure, but he put them in the position to fail in their new roles, right? Last year by getting suspended. But, I mean, he's good. He pisses people off. Um, he's an asshole. I bought his jersey after he played his first game for us because I was so excited to have him on the team. Um, I'm a huge Naz fan, but you can't get fucking suspended. And his first fucking preseason game he played, he got a 10-minute misconduct and kicked out of the fucking game. So, you know, we'll see. Yeah. I don't have an issue with getting kicked out of a game, but... You know, there's optics there. You know, they're going to be looking at you in a certain way. So, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Andre Burakovsky. Good. Is there okay. a word that comes to mind, maybe? Okay, I got a quick thing to say. Mm-hmm. Andre Burakovsky either snipes or nothing fucking happens. And that's how the story <laughs> was of last year. Was he either snipes it? Or this play is fucking dying. And that's exactly what happened. It's true. Or he gets his own entry and then nobody's there to back him up. That happened a well, lot too. No, I was supposed to say, he gets his own entry and then he sits there and wonders, well, what the fuck am I supposed to do here? There's nobody here because Nas is either behind or um, or Saad wasn't there because Saad would be injured. So whoever was filling in his place at the time would also be behind. So he'd sit there and either try to snipe it or try to handle it. It would get lost into the corner and just go right back to the other team. Yeah. Now, I will say Burkowski's fucking tight. In my opinion. Yeah. He is tight. Uh, it was another reclamation project, project that we got that worked. Essentially. Um, and he's in a contract year. And my man is a sniper. You hear the entire enemy team screaming, Sniper! Um, and it's just scary. And he rips it top corner. He literally only goes bar down. <laughs> it only counts if it goes bar down. Yeah, true. Bar down's good. Um, yeah, so I mean, look for him to fucking have a huge year, honestly, with that contract, and look for us to not have him anymore if he does. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that Burakovsky, I mean, obviously you have to take care of McKinnon, right? Um, but yeah. I can see the Avalanche going out of their way to try to keep him, just because the second line talent is just so dry that I feel like it's important to try to retain him as long as the number isn't outrageous. Uh, I agree. Um, I think that if you, I think you do what you can to keep him. Right? I think you let Naz leave, let Newhook take that spot, yeah. keep her there. 
hope somebody can do the left wing thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe bring a new back unless he just decides he's going to score points this year. <laughs> well, I was about to say, like, it's kind of like let let Kadri walk away because he hope new hook takes that job and then hope that Burra or new hook, one of them ends up being very like either similar to their contract now or that they just don't have a good year. So you can even just nego- negotiate them to be that low again. The thing to consider about McKinnon, actually going back to that real quick. Yeah. It's around the cap discussion. Um, Barkov just signed a contract extension. Um, and Barkov is not quite as good as McKinnon, but Barkov is definitely in that top 10 upper echelon. You know, I don't know if you make an argument for him top five, but you could do like top eight. You know, he's, he's in that conversation. Um, and he just signed an extension that is eight by 10. Yeah. So your thought is, is that McKinnon said he'd take a lesser deal. And I think he would usually command like maybe one million, two million more than this. Mm-hmm. But maybe the fact that it's a comparable, uh, and he wants to not bankrupt the fucking team, maybe we can look at something sort of on this level, a little higher. So maybe he's not making fifteen. Is the yeah. So is the thing. I've got a quick question. Um, yeah. One, do you believe that Barkov might have also been taking a cut there? Um, I think the conversation could be had about that, yeah. Two, do you believe that maybe he took a little bit less money because of the Florida tax situation? Mm, I think that's also possible, yeah. I'm pretty sure he took less money because that team's sinking $10 million into a goalie that they're not going to be using. Yeah, but that's the thing, right? You know, you take a little less to help the team, and yeah. he knows that if he takes too much, that other contract is going to just screw him. But honestly, I think an eight by ten for McKinnon, eight by eleven, whatever, whatever he wants, right? Like you, you, like Nathan McKinnon writes down a number and you fucking do it, right? Like that's yeah, it's true. That's the reality of the situation: is that Nathan McKinnon is going to walk into Joe Sackick's office, he's going to hand him a little slip of paper with some numbers on it. And then Joe Sackick is going to do whatever the fuck is on that piece of paper. Because it might as well be a fucking random. Yes, sir. Kiss the back of his hand. (laughs) You know? Give him a little pee-pee kiss. And let him walk out the door. No. So, I agree. (laughs) Mm. I just think it reels down that number from a 13 or 14. Yeah. Because McDavid's at 12, and the thought is, you would say, there's no way he could get more than McDavid because I'm an old hockey guy who doesn't know shit about shit. But uh, the reality is he's signing this like years after McDavid's contract, right? So. Yeah. It's based on the percentage of the salary cap being taken up at the time, not the actual dollar value. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. Yeah, that Barkov thing at least puts a puts a ballpark out there. Yeah, I think that players do sign deals for tax reasons for Florida, but I don't think the AAV can be deviated too much from. Despite that, when you're looking at comparables, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. Okay, well, I did the fun players. You lead the bottom six. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, so the first person that we have here on this list is Mr. Tyson Jost. Yeah, Jost. Yeah. Yeah. Is that is that all you remember about him? Any more thoughts on Tyson uh, Jost? That's fair for it. Yeah. No. That's kind of it. I mean, that makes sense. Um. So Tyson Jost's deal was that he was a top ten pick for us. Um, came in during the fucking cursed season where everything was shit and we hated life, right? Um, very exciting young prospect, lots of offensive upside. Um, and he has developed into exactly not that player at all. Um, last year we were talking about how he was incredibly disappointing. His job could have been on the line and we were going to see what kind of year he had before we really like had a final thought on him. Um, and honestly, my man proved that even though he doesn't have a whole lot of offensive upside, um, he does show flashes on occasion, but he is a really, really good defensive player. Um, like it really seemed like he made the effort to really focus on that aspect of his game last year. Um, and I think that it re really, really shown through, um, so yeah, uh, maybe not exciting or flashy, but defensively responsible, and I like him. I like him well enough. Yeah, Avs fans yeah. hate Jost. It's well, one of the things that I am going to try to pay more attention to this season. Yeah. It's just because it's easier to notice offensive players, but give credit to the defensive guys too. Yeah. So listen, here's the deal: that first season that I seriously watched, the sixteen and seventeen nightmare season. I still regularly look at that roster and realize that I didn't know like half those players. Mm -hmm. I think it's just supernatural in your first season to not have the, like you're getting used to everything, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're getting used to how to divert your attention at times and how to do this and that. And honestly, I didn't know how to pay full attention to a hockey game until, you know, a year, year and a half after I started. Same. Um, I didn't know how to watch it until I figured it out for myself. Right. I did a lot of paying attention to other shit while I had it on. But for the. I, I, I think like actually sitting down and being like, oh, I see. Uh, I think once that clicks, it's really, really extra. Um, uh, enjoyable for me. And Joseph is one of those players where once I know what I'm looking at, he's tight. He wasn't. He really was not. But he is. No. Not. Yeah. Last year was his breakout year. Uh to be honest, he was really, really a dud for those first two or three seasons, right? Um, three seasons, right? Because he just got his extension before last year, right? Mm -hmm. um, those first three years, he was not good. Uh, yeah, so was what was his draft out. position? He was a top 10 pick, right? He was 10. He was number 10. He was 10? Okay. I believe so. Yeah, I mean, based on his draft position, we were looking at, like, you know, second line player. Second line offensive upside, really strong player. Yeah, center, like. And he just is not that. So yeah. people really don't like him for that. Yeah. Uh, I also didn't like him. Well, so I wasn't around when he was drafted, right? Yeah. Paying attention, at least. Um, So I didn't have the expectations. I just know that he came and played and wasn't good. So mm -hmm. I didn't like him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like him now. He won't find me shitting on him unless he goes back to what he was. That would really suck if he took a step back this year. Yeah. 
I was going to say, I did really like the pairing of him with Nutrishkin, because with both of them being very excellent on defensive. Um, you just hear I, the I, Jaws theme on the PK when they're sniffing the puck's blood. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Most yeah, most definitely. They both were doing a fantastic job of being defensive forwards. It just would really suck when you just see both of them on the other end of the ice, and you're just like, fuck, this is not going to go in 100%. Yeah, <laughs> Nobody's going to score here. That also means us. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so a little disappointing, but kind of developed in his own way um, and is exciting potentially. So, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Joe. So the next name, um, I don't know if you guys got a really good feel for him because he came in pretty much during the playoffs. Um, so you haven't seen a ton of him. Um, but do you guys have any feelings on Alex Newhook or even remember who that is? I remember. Uh, I do remember who that is. Um, and I really didn't see a whole lot of them. So, yeah. unfortunately, not a whole lot to say. But, yes, I do know Alex Newhook. Um, he was one of, the, one of the guys we were looking at at the beginning of last season um, as somebody that could potentially be really good for us. Yeah, um, that's exactly right. Yeah. Uh, so he's a guy that we drafted 16th overall a couple drafts ago. Um, he is a center. Uh, so ideally, he can develop into somebody who can have lots of high, uh, high offensive potential upside, um, while still being able to be defensively responsible. He this is going to be his first full year in the NHL, so we don't really know too much about him yet. Uh, I will say that I liked what I saw out of him during the playoffs last year. Um, I don't think he's like going to be like the kind of player that's going to come out and just absolutely fucking wreck and shred the NHL right away. I think there's going to be a little bit of uh, time for him to one grow into his body because he's still like he's not even 20 yet or like he's still a kid. Right. Um, so he's got some maturing to do like physically. Uh, also, the game is played really, really, really fast compared to any other hockey he's played. So a little bit of an adjustment there. But honestly, he has the the potential to be a very good player. And I don't see anything that I've personally seen that makes me believe that he's going to deviate from that. I think he's going to be really good for us in the future. It's just a matter of where he is now that is like interesting, right? Um, so I'm not a prospect guy. Uh, at least super pro like uh, prospect guy. Yeah. Um. So I'll defer to the prospect guys and say that in the past years, as he's progressed through his career, he's been said to be a top line quality player mm-hmm. in the NHL. Potential wise, right? You never know. Yeah, you never know. Um. I'd say last year there weren't many expectations. I would say they are, are there this year. He is an NHL roster staple this year, and he needs to do something. Yes. Uh, the Avs have had really bad luck with a lot of people coming to the NHL and being underwhelming. Branton is not one of them, but, you know. Yeah, but, you know, initially Jost, people like Martin yeah. Hout, um, yeah. Bowers, you know. Bowers, yeah. They didn't draft Bowers, but might as well, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, he's, a, he's um, a prospect they went out of their way to get, and they gave up a big piece yeah. for him, so, yeah. But so, you know, 16, where uh, we took Alex Newhook is kind of where you expect a drop off in terms of 
prospect quality when you're drafting. Mm-hmm. Those first 10 picks are really key. The first, like, like, okay, so it's like first five, first 10, the next 20 are a toss up, and then the rest are like, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and Newhook was drafted in the same year that Byram was, so all the focus was not on Newhook. No, yeah. It was all on, um, all on Byram. I did not think about Newhook at all, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was like, oh, wait, this gets fucking tight. But yeah. Um, again, you know, playoff pushes, season success. A lot of that really hinges on him. Yeah. Yeah. It just depends Interested on... Interested to see. Who shows up. He's tight, though. He's cool. Uh-huh. He'll, he will, I think he'll be good. But yeah, like, so I guess I don't really have a great frame of reference, right? Other than other Avalanche prospects that I have seen show up. Like, um, like I've seen Jost, right? And I've seen the disappointment. Like, the dude fucking tried really hard but didn't really do anything, right? I've well, seen... Nunn's first year was the year we watched, right? I don't yeah, know if I yeah. that, but... Him falling over and not being there physically He still got, like, um, 20 goals that year? Season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was still really exciting, like high upside player, right? Like we knew he was going to be good, but obviously some adjustments. I've seen people that have just shown up and been like complete no shows, like Kout. I've seen Kale McCarr fucking come in and score like on his first shot of his fucking NHL career in a playoff situation and do some special stuff during that series. Like I've seen this, I've seen the spectrum, right? And the reality is, I don't think that Alex Newhook is a dud. Uh, or a no-show, like some of those guys, but I don't think he's, like, special. Just not instant star power. Or anything like that. Like, I don't think he's gonna come in and be a fucking superstar, right? But I think he'll be a very solid player, right? I think he'll be special. I think we'll be happy to have him for many years. I just don't think he's instant star power like some of these other guys were. Yeah. I think it's gonna be like Bo, where you're you're gonna see it, right? You're gonna see Bo make that fast rant and be like, I'm sorry, what? (laughs) <laughs> you know yeah um it's gonna happen and it's just it's not gonna be the most apparent you know pot in 30 and 21 you know you get there though he's gonna score like 60 goals this season and we'll be like yep we always knew it that guy we're gonna have a real <laughs> we're gonna have a real real, real money problem if that happens <laughs> that happens we have to trade him away immediately get, get some yeah, real yeah. high draft capital out of him Next one's Comfer. You uh, don't need to spend time on Comfer. Real quick, I hear he that was... the I hear that the Buffalo Sabers need a one C. So if that happens, we know where to look. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I don't know if you saw my Sabers page on the full team document. Oh, I did. But it was who gives a fuck who's on this team. <laughs> Funny enough, he yeah. also uh, saw Kadri uh, make an A in his uh, offense defense finishing chart and uh, wanted to copy that, but uh, really <laughs> fucked it up. Yeah, I mean, okay, but moving us along, comfort, whatever, dude, fuck. Yeah. The thing that is really <laughs> funny to me about comfort is that he's fine. Last year, he was bad, though. Yes. Um, and this year, he's starting as our fucking 4C, making $3.5 fucking million dollars. Uh, yikes. Uh, hold on. But, Comfort... That contract ends in two years too. Yeah, Comfort's on third line right wing, but yeah, that is that's a bad contract for him for sure. 
Okay, then maybe the lines that AJ had weren't totally correct, but the the things he threw up were Comfort or 4C. Gotcha. Because where they had him in a practice or something. Either way, if you're a fourth line player for fucking 3.5, let's just say that. Yeah, that is uh, too much yeah. money. Back to the Mother, he needs to pick it up. Word on the street is he looks better this year in, you know, training camps, preseason. So we'll see. The funny thing is, they use him for the penalty kill a lot. And AJ from DMVR always says he's really bad on the penalty kill and doesn't understand it, why they use him so much. And it really didn't click with me, but looking at this JFresh chart, does anybody <laughs> want Does anyone want to tell me what that PK number is? One. Is this one. One percent. The first percentile, which is yeah. bad. <laughs> um, yikes. <laughs> Even strength defense, though, sure. Whatever. I don't know. It's three-year average, though. It doesn't account for that. Yeah. Last year being really terrible. Yeah, so, like, that's the thing, right? Is that the reason that that uh, even strength defense percentage... He's almost in the 80th percentile, which is really solid, right? Now, it's a three-year average. That first year, he's sitting at about 30-ish, 35, whatever that number ends up being in between, right? And then mm -hmm. the second year of the average, he goes up to nearly, like, the like the 98th, 99th percentile. Um which is like insane, right? And then that third year he's sitting at like 50 like 5 60 or whatever it is. I wonder was he playing with Nuke? Was he Yeah, he's seen a lot of time with Joost and Nuke. Yeah, yeah so I was, I was about so, to say yeah, cuz if he was definitely. playing with Nuke, I can see Nuke carrying that number up. Yeah, that's definitely a factor for sure. Yeah. Fact of the matter is though, he was at one point in time guaranteed 30 points. Yeah, yeah. At least. Uh, Just instant, you know, write it on the board, you got it. Not the case lately. No. Uh, he's kind of the whipping boy now for a lot of apps fans, including me. And you could say it's a little unfair. But in a world where Jost found his niche, Comfer didn't. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's kind of an unremarkable player, right? Yeah. The thing that the boys don't didn't see was Kerfoot, Comfer, and Jost coming in at the same time. Um and kind of being on the same line, being sort of the like the young kids. Yeah. Kerfoot was the best of them. We traded him for Kadri. Mm -hmm. With some other stuff. We don't we don't need to get into that fucking trade, but he, that's where he went. Um Comfort was a fine player for us. And Jost was really struggling. And then it turns out Jost found his niche. Comfort kind of lost his footing a little bit. Yeah. So we'll have to see. Yeah. Um. Hopefully he takes a step forward this year. Um, we kind of need him to. We can't spend that money like that. No. Um. Yeah, I think that if the Avalanche end up trying to make a trade, um, he, I feel like he's going to be involved somehow if they can. He'd be a body, it. yeah. Um. Just if only for the cap situation, right? Because if it turns out that, yeah. like, he's not actively helping the team to, yeah. like, a reasonable degree, there's so much depth, so many bodies that they acquired in the offseason that I think that JT Comfer is in, in real danger of not being on the team. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think, but again, you know, if he even gets a little bit back to form, it's fine. I don't know. Do the boys have any perception of Comfer other than the Bitabam meme? <laughs> not really. Yeah. 
bottom sixers are hard to um get a real feel for unless they're like unless they really stand out like Calvert does, which you didn't even get to see Calvert play. Calvert was the pink visor. Oh again. god, I love Calvert. I hate that I you guys retire. didn't get to see a good Calvert season because goddamn. Yeah. Yeah, if you guys got into the and got into hockey one year earlier, Calvert would be your favorite favorite player that isn't like McKinnon and shit. Yeah, it wouldn't even be an issue of you needing to notice him or anything. Like he he just oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. I actually, I was playing NHL twenty one and I was playing the Avs and they have Calvert in the pink visor and that upset me a little bit. Not for any reason. It's accurate, but just reminded me, like <laughs> you know, my precious boy. That was uh, yeah. I actually threw out. I thought it was really weird that the game was like, "This is the detail we're gonna hang on to." <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of Calvert, um, I said that for a reason. Darren Helm. Yep. Oh. On the fourth line year. Who? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he's new. Yeah. Uh, Darren Helm him, is new. Got him from the Red Wings, right? Uh, we free agency, yep. but he used to be. For I the think we free agency. Yeah. Red Wings. Um, I don't know anything By about accounts, him because he's a Red Wings player, so. Okay, so things to consider about Darren Helm. He's 34. Um, he's won cups with the Red Wings. Um, well, wait, that wait, tells man. you how fucking old he is. <laughs> I was about to um, say, he won cups. <laughs> <laughs> he, won cups huh? he won cups with them and also was on the worst season ever with them. Yeah. yeah. But the thing to think about, consider about Darren Helm is he is Calvert. Okay, you, you um, got me. I'm sold. I'm getting a Darren Helm he's jersey just right now. No, I swear to God, we're going to watch Darren Helm and really like Darren Helm. Dude, listen, I, I'm, I'm on NHL <laughs> shop right now. I'm hitting checkout. <laughs> there are, I, There's a new denim daddy in town. Damn. So you know how they have stories of like the shift? From yeah. different players around the league. Mm -hmm. I think Helm is one of those like three hits in one shift, like you know, full effort for just like fifty seconds and you watch with your jaw on the floor, like that kind of player. Yeah. Um he's not like good in the same way Calvert wasn't like good mm -hmm. anymore because he's old. He used to be really good. Um, but for a fourth line, he's the guy you want, man. I think he's going to be the guy that you see, and you're going to be like, this guy's giving it his all every night. <laughs> I'm all about that, honestly. Um, and if I yep. can see him throw a puck off the back of Robin Leonard's fucking legs and in like I saw Calvert do, I'm in. <laughs> well, and to be frank with you, his name is just memeable enough for Link to work as juices at some point during the season, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, Helm is a good last name. <laughs> We don't need to worry too much about bottom four, uh, or you know, fourth line. I mean, uh, Maltsev. Yeah, yeah. Maltsev is a problem because we traded him for Graves. We traded Graves for him, I should say. Why does he look like a default profile picture? Because he his first year was last year. <laughs> um, he forgot to upset, update his MySpace picture. Just cut him some slack. Well, okay, so the thought was that for Ryan Graves, we would not get more than a second-round pick. Mm. Um, for Ryan Graves, we got a second-round pick and this guy. Oh. Which, huge dubs. Um, Joe does it again. So, he, this guy, 
there's one thing I know about Mikhail Maltzett, and that is I got his card in Hockey Ultimate Team, and this kid has fucking wheels. Um, <laughs> <laughs> He's so fast. So no, only wheels. He has okay. a really cool car. Well, so he hasn't gotten a ton of opportunity. Let's is see. kind of the issue. He's got some good size. Um, he's got fucking wheels. He's got some anger to him, apparently. I, like, I could be off on that, but I feel like that's the thing I've heard about. Some good so try-hard tendencies. So you're telling me he's Long Beach Matt Nieto. The problem is we player. fucking traded for him, so the assumption was that he would be in our fucking lineup, and instead they did New Hook and Sampo Ranta instead of this guy. Whereas the thought was you were going to pick one of New Hook and Sampo Ranta, and it was going to be New Hook. <laughs> oh, maybe with the preseason games, uh, Ranta really uh, proved that he deserved a spot, and uh, they you just would looked at him and said, "Fuck this guy." They made this decision after Sampo Ranta got four penalties in one game. Oh yes, brother! <laughs> he got a holding See, penalty. He got two boarding penalties, oh, and he yes, got another. Brother. He got another penalty, I don't remember. Listen, um, they got Curtis McDermott in the offseason for grit, and you're telling me that this man boarded two players in one game? That's why he's in, baby! <laughs> well, so what I'm actually telling you, I think both of the boardings were on high skin and two, which is really funny. Uh, <laughs> um, what I'm actually telling you is that it seems like they are really making a distinct effort to be more gritty. I think unmistakably they want an element of that where we did not have it before. I think we're mad. I think we're fucking mad. I think <laughs> the Rangers getting Ryan Reeves and stuff after Tom Wilson lived on their head rent free is like the story that is on the forefront of everyone's minds. But low key, I think the abs are pissed that we got bullied by Vegas and are accounting for it now. Yeah. Which I don't know if I agree with that approach and I know that people like AJ Hayfley don't agree with that approach but why not whatever I mean we didn't win the cup with our all skill best team of the last 20 years fucking hockey team so I guess we need something else yeah well I mean the reality is that they have enough bodies where they can kind of try a little bit of both approaches now it's not, not going to be as like silky fucking smooth as it was last year right but i think that there yeah. were some real uh real problems um like your 2c getting suspended that might have uh you know factored in yeah some real issues we'll uh we'll anyway see. logan o'connor logan o'connor whatever dude. fuck logan o'connor um what <laughs> hold on hold what? on i like logan o'connor he's really good he's not fucking knock your fucking socks off but he's really good in a third or fourth line position and he's he's good that's it Other he's than not good in the third line position he's fine in a fourth line position. yeah he's a fine fourth liner then like who cares like i'm comfortable with him on the team <laughs> uh sure i guess I'm trying to find a list of people we lost to illustrate this. I should have put this in the document. I did not do that. Um, uh, some of the key ones are Sod. Yeah, Brandon Neil Sod. before Sod. Yep. Um, that sucks. 
Yeah, yeah that really does. That is the hyper suck. Yeah. That is the biggest suck. Uh, yeah. Don Skoy. Yep. Less suck. Group hour. I'm just thinking forwards right now. I'm thinking forwards right oh, now. Oh, just forwards? Okay. The so Sod, Donskoy, and a bunch of bottom six that is irrelevant. Yeah, right? like Belmar, well, Calvert. Yeah, we lost Belmar, which the thought was Belmar with last year was he sucks at hockey, but we all like him because he's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to win another fucking cup in Tampa. He's in the lightning, dude. Fuck me. Um... Yeah, so at forward, those are the major ones, right? I I'm probably forgetting someone. I'm gonna fucking think about someone at the end of this we're, and be like, we're "How?" Forgetting Logan O'Connor. No, he's on the he's on. Oh, our sorry, roster. No, not not Logan O'Connor. Uh, Liam O'Brien. That's the, that was the one I was thinking. About. Yeah, that's not a notable yeah, well, forward. What are you talking? That's not about? notable. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? We played him like seven fucking games for no reason. He was one of the pieces in the um, Kemper trade. He's in Arizona now. He actually injured somebody. He hurt somebody. I don't remember who it was. He actually fucked somebody up, though, in preseason. Now that I think about it. But yeah, so at forward, that's kind of the big thing, right? Uh, otherwise, whatever. I mean, we lost some really key people. Our team at forward is not as good as it was. Oh, no. Sorry, I'm looking at the list of people that we lost, and I forgot that Patrick Nemeth was back on the team for a little bit. Oh, yeah, we lost Soderberg, <laughs> right? Oh, yeah, Soderberg, too. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Soderberg. Oh, Liam O'Brien beat the shit out of Keegan Colasar. Okay, that's why. Oh, good, actually. Yeah, I'm about that. He tears off his Coyotes jersey to reveal an avalanche tattoo. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> that would be funny. Well, yeah, that's forwards more or less. I should have put notable other forwards maybe below the actual forwards list instead of at the end. Um, the reality is Rambo Santa's on there. He's on the team, so lol. Yep. Um, other than that, I just have defensemen in that section, so that's fine. That's cool. Your description for Rambo Santa is got four fucking penalties last night, so I doubt that we see him, to be honest. Was looking good otherwise, whatever. There are other death forwards who gives a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's on the team. Let's go. He's on the team. Yep. <laughs> Make no mistake, I am pro Rambo Santa. Yeah. I am Rambo sexual. Um, but I'm surprised Bednar was cool with him after that, is all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I agree. I totally agree. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's really funny. See, I bet Joe looked at him and was looked at Ben and was like, he's making the fucking team. And Ben was like, fucking why? And he's like, you fucking know why, bud. Well, so the thing to consider, word on the street from I believe Arif Dean uh, is that Bednar doesn't like Kout. Which on the surface makes a lot of sense because Kout's not playing. But Apparently, he does not like Kout's game and doesn't like how Kout is adjusting his game based on the feedback he's received, so he just isn't being played. Weird. So we can either see that as a failing of Kout or a failing of Bednar seeing what Kout has to offer, right? Yeah. There are stories that... There are both sides of that situation that I've been right in the past. Yeah. Uh, and the same issue, apparently, is Bowers, though Bowers has looked a lot better this year. 
But I don't know. Starting to feel feel like we maybe never see Cout. Yeah. Starting to feel like Cout's gonna be sent to Arizona in a Phil Kessel package at the trade deadline. Oh, Phil the Thrill. Phil the Thrill, baby. The The reigning. The reigning prevailing thought is that Phil Kessel is already thought to be in the minds of the Avalanche. Do the boys remember Phil Kessel? I remember the name. It, it is familiar. You may remember Phil Kessel as Mr. Hot Dog Man. Oh, yes, yes. I do remember yes. <laughs> So in the podcast that didn't make it to... Uh make it to market because I was too lazy to edit it. We had like 20 minutes of us ranting about how fucking Phil Kessel is awesome. So yeah, a lot of people want Phil Kessel. I would be into Phil Kessel. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Dude, Phil Kessel (laughs) Damn, we get the dog and the hot dog? (laughs) Ha 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 ha! Yes, please. There we go. That's what we pay you for, dude. That gift is like throw the bottle away. Hell yeah. (laughs) What an absolute fucking specimen. He is, put it bluntly, the ideal male. He is masculinity at its finest. I fucking love Phil Kessel, dude. <laughs> um, oh. But yeah, so the thing with Phil Kessel um, is that I love him ironically because he is fat and good at hockey um, and therefore what I aspire to be. Um, but also he is actually just good at fucking hockey. So I am totally fine with him being on the team on multiple axes. The Cliff's notes is that he's so naturally good at hockey that he doesn't do. The thought is that he doesn't put as much effort in as he could to be better, but he's already one of the, like was one of the top players in the league for a long time, just naturally. Yeah. I don't want to say he doesn't put an effort because he does, but he doesn't do like McKinnon levels of like a diet monitoring and shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, also like, oh, it was like 2009. He had testicular cancer. Uh, another oh, fucking year he had another that. yeah another fucking year he had another health issue like my man's a tank Phil Kessel's tight Phil Kessel looks funny it's funny to meme on it but Phil Kessel's ironically really cool yeah, listen Martin <laughs> Cout JT Comfer and a pick for Phil Kessel who says no a lot of people I think so <laughs> I think the Coyotes say no actually um what do you mean? Like yeah, the Coyotes want more warm bodies down there? I would say I'd be down. All of the Crosby to the Avs rumors are picking up again. Yeah, that'll never happen. So, you say that. I'd love it, but it'll never happen. No, listen. Listen. You say that. Um. So, I... There's somebody I speak to who... Um is to a degree that I don't quite understand in cahoots with NHL players. Um, And he is aware of a lot of the narratives around NHL players 
and speaks about things before they come about in other ways, okay. in a way that I find interesting. Um, and again, I don't know how trustworthy they are. This is a person on the internet, but sometimes some shit happens and I think, huh, intriguing. Um, but the thought is, is that maybe the only place Sid would go is Colorado. Interesting. Um, and the thought is, is that that will never happen unless the Penguins really fucking get real bad this year. Well, I was about to say, do you think that Brian Burke would ever dare try to trying to trade away Sid the Kid? Definitely. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I mean, the same. If anybody is, would, it's fucking Brian Burke. Listen, there's a saying that fucking even Wayne Gretzky got traded, right? So, like, no one's untouchable. Um, you remember what got traded to the Oilers for that fucking trade? Yes. Well, and that's the thing. How do we get them, right? But the they, thing is, they walked off with a ton, ton of money. But the thing is, there were a ton of trades last year that had middlemen. Listen, again, I don't think it happens. But I think that if it were to happen, it would be Colorado. It would be Colorado. But would it be this year? Would it be next year? Like, what's the... All I'm saying is, does this look like a fucking guy who wouldn't trade Sidney Crosby? That is true. Brian Burke would. Brian Burke is a hockey motherfucker. Of all the tough looking old people I've ever seen, he might be the toughest. <laughs> uh, the, the best part about Sidney Crosby is that you get a fat discount on his contract as long as he's good. On account of he will only take eight point seven million dollars. <laughs> See, here's here's the thing. Uh, Sidney Crosby's just gonna walk up to Burks and uh, demand a fucking trade and go and just says, "And I'm only going to one fucking place. Make it fucking work. And you don't. I'm not gonna play for you ever again. Fuck you." I feel like it's a shame the boys only got to see seven teams last year. Yep. There's a lot of good hockey players these my these men have never seen. Yep. Like Sidney Crosby. There's a lot of good... Well, so the reality is the the homies saw the Avs ruining a bunch of dog shit all year. I don't know if the homies saw a lot of truly hyper-competitive game. They didn't see the bloodbath that is uh, a Lightning's Avalanche game that always just goes up the fucking high score. Oh, God, those like games war. are always it's like, ridiculous. It's like Lightning, Bruins, oh, yeah. um, Connor McDavid, Bruins, Hunter Miska's fucking confidence forever to the point where it carries over into other years and he plays like shit um Matt Calvert going down bleeding on the fucking ice during a Vancouver game and fucking McKinnon deciding he's had enough of that shit and putting it away in overtime in five seconds <laughs> the reality is homies I want you to understand you're gonna see a lot of hockey this year that is way better than the hockey you saw last year <laughs> yeah <laughs> Okay. Because well, I want to say you guys barely even saw what it looks like to see two good teams duke it out, right? Because the Avs getting owned, us freaking out about how the Avs are playing so badly against dog shit. Um, and then it was the Avs owning the Blues, and then it was the Avs falling apart against Vegas, not really putting up much of a fight, right? Yeah. I don't yeah. think there were a lot of. Well, so I... truly just like. 
hockey ass hockey games that were fucking hella good. I would say that some of the best hockey they probably saw last year were the odd Avalanche versus Vegas game where it was like actually back and forth. Yeah, um, like the fucking they, uh, like they, the outdoor game and shit. Yeah, the Carolina versus Tampa Bay game that they watched was really good, and some of those. I think they watched Tampa Florida, games, Florida. Yeah, the the Battle of Florida was actually very. The good. Battle of Florida was so good. That <laughs> <laughs> was like, so honestly, good. The best series ever. That was the best game I watched all year. What was the first game in that series? Oh, yeah, I was just like, first, oh fuck! The first Battle of Florida was fucking nuts. The battle got so so fucking intense that even fucking the fans were not allowed to be there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, so honestly, boys, this season's gonna be better. The yep. abs might not be as good in terms of being the without a doubt un dis- like undisputable favorites of everything. Mm-hmm. But the the well so, I mean if, if you look at the model, right, they're still number one in the league by most accounts. Yeah. They're just not going to be as dominating. Uh, that's okay. Yep. I think we're in for some good ass hockey. I also think we're in for eighty-two games instead of fifty-two. Which, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, like the the long and short of like that tangent, I guess, is um that uh the Avalanche are a good team. They could use some depth uh at like the upper ends of the forwards, but like aside from that, they're probably pretty pretty well off, right? Yep. Um and they're going to be going up against better teams, so there's lots of unknowns. Um but hopefully the hockey in general is just going to be a lot better. They're so, gonna yeah. get to see Austin Matthews for the first time. Like Yeah. Uh so let's move on to defense. Yeah. Uh Samuel Gerard. <laughs> <laughs> That's a def- yes. that's a hockey player. That's a defenseman, man. Yes. Uh, what so- is Samuel Gerard's signature move, boys? He spin. He spin. He spin. He's probably the first player you guys actually like latched onto, right? Yeah. I feel like I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. He spin, and you're like, "What? <laughs> Whoa, he spun." It's because it's very visible. He's turning out to be one of the best defensemen in the league, and he signed a five million dollar contract, dude. Dude, that five by years? six is robbery. Oh. <laughs> Highway Fun. robbery. There are Avs fans that hate this player though, because he's small. Uh, those people are dumb. Okay. I agree. There was only one okay. time that they were partially correct, and that was during the Vegas series where he started having fuck ups. Well, I don't exactly blame him everybody i think the entire team was imploding (laughs) the team was imploding and he was an obvious like seeable player i'm gonna have to give you another history lesson i know we need to bust through these players but the abs were bad for like 20 years yep um and the last time the abs were good the abs were good because they had a bunch of high end skill guys and they beat the fuck out of people relentlessly also Including those skill guys, to be frank. You've seen some yeah. of the highlights of, like, Forsberg and Yeah, stuff. Forsberg would ruin somebody's life if they... Yeah. Uh, and so, the people who liked the Avs back then, or at least know of the legacy of that, come into the game now with a notion of hockey and how it used to be or how they think it should be. 
and see that the Avs went for all skill and no toughness. And Gerard is five nine on paper, but he's not five nine. Let's be real. Yeah. Um. So he's kind of the personification of that, right? Of the the change of of what these people don't like to see. Um. And he's good though. He's fucking super good though. Yeah, he's really <laughs> fucking good. And those people could eat my ass respectfully. True. Me understanding where they come from does not mean I agree with them. Yeah, right? I know. Yeah, that is why. That is why people feel that way. Yeah. Um, he's a fan yeah, favorite he's been... for, for a reason for people that are new to the sport like for sure like he's my mom's favorite player yeah. um, he had points issues for his first couple years and last year's that last year that wasn't a problem for him yeah. so mm-hmm. yes our issue with gerard was always that he was so good but he never like sealed the deal and then he sealed the deal so yeah 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 he did it hey Omicar. <laughs> come on <bro>. oh <laughs> hello <laughs> the sniper? The sniper when he's not injured. In the oh. same way that people think Rantanen could make this his team, the thought is also that Kale McCarr could very easily make this his team. Nobody's saying Nathan McKinnon's in danger, but the idea is that Nathan McKinnon doesn't have to be the guy because we have three the guys. Yeah. Two of them so far are very reasonable deals. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing to say about Kale though. In the same way, McKinnon, Kale is fucking. Oh, yep. I mentioned oh. I mentioned how Kale came in his first game, and we knew he was going to be special. And so far, he has lived up to that. His won- first game was a playoff game against his fucking favorite team growing up, and he scored a goal in his first shot in his first shift. Yeah, <laughs> in his first NHL game. In the playoffs. And we were like, hello, Kale? (laughs) What? Um, He should have won the Norris last year. uh, But, you know. Yeah, true. Adam Fox is way overrated. Yeah. On that second pairing, Bowen Byram, he's going to be blown by him. Bowen Byram is my boy. He's my hype for my boy. Going to see him some more, hopefully. He's ZT's favorite rookie. He's my favorite rookie. I love Bo. Um, this chart doesn't do him much justice, and frankly, it shouldn't because he hasn't given enough data. Yep. Um, does so. this chart does this chart uh, calculate for uh, heads being fucking crushed? Yeah. Right. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, you know, most of these numbers you ignore until you have some more. Um, that face is just magnificent. It's an emote for a reason. Um, <laughs> I expect a big year from Bo. Yeah, uh, I agree. The big thing from McKinnon, as he was getting better and was really maturing into his own, was that you would see in practices and preseason and stuff that he would do stuff that his teammates did not expect him to do. They would be like, wait, what? <laughs> like he would surprise his teammates with how good he was. That's what McKinnon would do. And Bo has done that a couple times this preseason and in these training camps, apparently, is he's caught his teammates off guard. I think he took the like the loss of time really seriously. Yeah. And I think Bo's gonna be fucking insane. Hell yes, brother. 
In fact, I think Bo's going to be so good that we're going to have a hard time keeping him. Oh. Again, mm. this, this, yeah. is, this is the trade you make towards fucking uh, Sidney Crosby. <laughs> oh, no. Bo and Byron for Sidney Crosby? Uh, I don't know if I'd feel great about that I one. I don't know, man. I, I Sid is either. Sid, but fuck, man. I, I wouldn't either. <laughs> Sid is Sid, but also Sid is after 50 concussions, Sid. And still somehow very fucking good. Yeah, very right. fucking good, but he c- could be even better if you know. Well, this is Gino's last year, too, right? What if we don't need Sid? What if we get Gino? <laughs> Dude, Gino? Gino came Dude, over, that'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't okay. know. Okay, okay, uh, you know what? We trade for <laughs> we trade for Ovechkin, we get Gino and Ovechkin on the same line, and we just smile. <laughs> but yeah, I think Bo's going to be star power. I think I would cheer for Bo for his entire career, no matter where he is. Big Bo fan. And Bo is thought to be with Eric Johnson, who you guys saw for an entirety of four games before his head hit the fucking ice. Yep. <laughs> uh, he has that beautiful smile. For some reason, <laughs> Jay Fresh doesn't have a fucking player card for him, so. The best smile in the fucking league. True. He's magnificent. He has horses named after almost all of the Avs top line. Uh, that's fun. Yep. He, uh, he... He rescues horses, and he races horses, but apparently he is well-renowned for his good treatment of horses. Oh, yeah. Uh, nice. Good guy. So, good EJ feelings. Um, he is old. He is chronically hurt for years now. Mm-hmm. He is fucking super good, but probably won't be that level ever again. Yeah. So, DMVR today, they had... um a clairvoyant on to do tarot card readings for the avalanche season. Okay. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Why didn't we rip them off? Um, I assume they asked if uh, Eric Johnson would get injured. Well, so the reason I think of this is because the girl who seemed very nice. Hey, it's Eric Johnson. <laughs> and I don't know if I've ever seen someone who fucking hates EJ. <laughs> like they mentioned EJ and she was like, I can't fucking stand him. Like she was like, like it was like all smiles to that like angry voice to back to all smiles. Why? 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 I don't know. He's the first overall pick. He's not living up to it. Yeah, yeah whatever, like whatever, whatever. Argument. First overall pick. I didn't back really get the reason. Six, by the way. Yeah, I didn't even get the reasoning. Um, <laughs> I just thought it was funny. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. EJ is going to suck. He's not going to suck, but he's not going to be that, like, 30 minutes a night just rock. Yeah. But he's going to help both find his way. He's going to be here for... What, is this his last year on his contract? Is that what I'm remembering? Uh, it is. He has one or two years, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think this is his last year, though. If uh, I had the... Uh, if a player card existed for him, maybe I'd fucking know. Going to Cap Friendly, he's signed with the Avalanche until 2023. Oh, okay. Well, damn. <laughs> so he's got this year and next. Yeah, I mean, right. AJ, aside from that one person, is a fan favorite. I love EJ. Uh, you guys didn't get a chance to love EJ, but I know you heard about how much we like him, so... Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm interested to see him. In past years, EJ on the team and EJ not on the team, it was, you could see it. Yeah, very noticeable. You could see the whole team worse when he was hurt. And then he'd come back and he would provide, literally, it was absurd. Yeah. It's almost worth me going to find clips of games and you could just, you can, it was, it's crazy. Yeah. I don't think it'll be that way this year. No, I mean, it wasn't that way last year, right? It was in a way. It only yeah, happened I would say those four well, games. That, I would well, say the four games that he played, it f- was better. And then we had some dips when he wasn't there. Otherwise, no, it wasn't a problem. But yeah. the dips weren't as bad, but the the high was no. still high. Yeah. Uh, and I fucking love EJ. <laughs> <laughs> we also have, unfortunately, the lesser Johnson, Jack Johnson. I will say. I'm a, I don't like him as a player necessarily, but he is a story, a person that I root for because of how he got. I was going to say, you have to give the story. Yeah. Um, give the story to the boy. So Jack Johnson, uh, when he was playing for the blue jackets, um, gave his power of attorney to his parents, which was a mistake, uh, because they promptly spent all of his money and drove him millions of dollars into debt. Oh. He, he had to uh, file for bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. I think he had to go into a very like prolonged legal bat- battle in which... Uh, yeah, they took no responsibility for it. Yeah. Um, in which he had to like wrestle power of attorney back from them, but there were no punitive actions against them. It was... He got fucked over uh, by people that really should have been in his corner. Um... And I guarantee you that uh, he's the only hockey player that when they're asked about, like, oh, who's the person that helped you in your career the most, uh, would not say his mom or dad. Because fuck. God damn. I was um, fuming when I heard that story. I was so pissed. Yeah. I'm still pissed to this day. I'm angry. Yeah. Um. Like, they, they, they spent, like, millions of dollars on, like, private planes uh, taking them out to fucking island vacations and shit like that. Just th- they they basically gave themselves a very lavish and like extravagant lifestyle using his hard earned money, um, and completely fucked him over. Um, it was not good. Um, so I like Jack Johnson and I root for his success. Um, but obviously, judging by this chart here. Uh, not good necessarily at the hockey. So, I don't know. Hopefully he can be fucking sick this year and not be bad so that I can like him Jack Johnson more. is well-renowned for constantly getting chances and constantly being terrible. But yeah. coaches love him for whatever reason. And the thought is that some of it, at least, is people feeling bad. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He like I I just like him a lot. You know, he told the story today in an interview. He was saying that the his family is still in Columbus and that they still live there. And he said his daughter was looking through his mom's purse and saw three one dollar bills and then called him and was like, Dad, I really hope you make the apps because mom's only got three dollars left. And so that's the kind of stories he tells, you know, that's the kind of shit you see. Like, I like Jack Johnson a lot, bro. 
Yeah. Well, when he was asked if he was worried, he'd make the team, and he's like, "No, nah, I wasn't too worried. Worst case scenario, I go up and go home and see my kid grow up." <laughs> I was like, "Fucked." <laughs> so yeah, we root for JJ in this household. Yeah, we like JJ, but he guaranteed gonna be screaming about how bad he is at some point this year. Yeah. Hey, hey. So his defense rating here from last year was about a fifty. If he keep up a fifty, he'll keep me at least partially happy. Okay. Sure. I have no problem. With so that. you know how I was talking about legendary the shifts. Yeah. Jack Johnson has legendary the shifts of minutes of him staring at people and not skating to defend and just standing there staring at people. Hell yes, brother. You talking about the old fucking Pierre-Luc Dubois? In fact, a goal uh, was scored because he didn't want to defend somebody, so he was trying to tell his teammate to defend that person while he tried to defend somebody else. But in doing so, nobody was defending this person, and they scored in the preseason this year. Hell fucking oh, yes, damn. brother. I, I thought you were going to say, like, the legendary list shifts. And you're going to go talk about that time where he got out of the penalty box, bumped into a guy, and then completely blindsided <laughs> a guy on accident, and then got thrown right back into the box. Because <laughs> that's a legendary shift right there, bud. Yeah, he... I mean, we're going to complain about more him more than we complain about Graves, I'll guarantee it. Yeah. It's fine. Taves is going to come back and he won't play too much until someone gets hurt. Which, speaking of getting hurt, Ryan Murray. Um, the lowdown on Ryan Murray is that he's fucking good. He just gets hurt too much. Hurt too much. Oh, okay. That's it. Yep. He's uh, said to be exceptional, actually. Like, really, really great. And it's literally just injuries that hold him back. Listen, there's another story about Ryan Murray that people need to know. Um, his three-year weighted average even value... Oh, sorry. Even strength defense um, is at, in the 69th percentile. So... <laughs> Hog? Yeah, he's a nice defenseman. Oh, I need to hear. Yeah. Nice, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, the thought is he'll be good. He could be a kind of a sleeper pick for someone who really helps the team and he stays healthy. I mean, yeah. Um, I think that that is like so. The thing with the Avalanche, right? We talked about how we needed maybe like one or two like really really good boards to feel like great about our forward core right um i think that the avalanche defense is exceptional and even with like jack johnson being meh and uh ryan murray's health being questionable i think that their defense is still like exceptional truly exceptional um best in the league once taves come back so. yeah once taves comes back it's like it's not even a contest. So they, they have the best defense in the league. Um, it's just so insane. I mean, the really big issue for me is that the Avs are really relying on a couple key guys to not get injured when they have yeah. histories of getting injured. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is true. Uh, and we could really have a really, really, really bad season really easily. Yeah, true. See. See, but what's the fun in gambling if you don't put everything on a one thing? Like, Well, um, that's the thing. Let's talk about it. I don't have it on here. Ryan Murray, I don't have much to say. Our goaltender. We lost Grubauer. We got Darcy Kemper. Yep. Darcy Kemper is the only reason the Coyotes didn't get swept in the playoffs against us. 
my mom hates Darcy Kemper because of that fucking series. And then I had told yeah. her that he's on the team now, and he's she was like, "All right, but that's the only person I trust to fucking replace Grubauer because he made me fucking mad." <laughs> it was, it was watching the game was against him. It was like fucking five Avs players facing zero Coyotes players just trying to score on this goalie and him letting nothing in. Challenge soccer. No, yes, and, and literally. Until, literally challenge so- soccer until the last two games where he got brazil twice. There was no stopping. Yeah, and that just sucks because that was after three games of him being a monster. But he was still, you know? fucking crazy in that match. Oh, yeah. Uh, in case you don't know what Brazil is, that's us getting a score of 7-1. to one. Yep. Mm. Because of this. Oh, I forgot the L. You get the idea. Uh, Brazil. It, it, it's also because Brazil. Well, you know, it's because yeah. Brazil got 7-1. Seven one, seven but you know one. what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but so we got that guy. The problem is that guy is hurt a ton. But the thought is, is that he's hurt a ton. By virtue of him having to play Shaolin soccer every single fucking night. When he was on the Coyotes. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's two factors to think of here that one, hopefully he doesn't get injured because he doesn't have to literally be the team, but two, that he's not used to playing behind a good defense. He's literally never done it once. And some goalies fucking end up being shitty when they don't have to be the guy. Um, so this could backfire on us. Uh, we'll just tell them to play worse, Smile. <laughs> smile, Listen, smile. That's why they got Jack Johnson, actually. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Listen here. Every third defensive shift, uh, you're going to need to step it up, Kempi. Yeah. I mean, and then we have Pavel Frensos. You didn't see him last year because he got hurt in the playoffs. Uh, he got hurt again in this fucking preseason. So. Hell yes, cool. brother. And let me tell you, JoJo, not looking good. <laughs> oh, no. No, no, no. Uh, not looking good. Like, really not looking good. Like, risk yeah, bad in some ways. Yeah. We were supposed to rely on having Francois in case Kemper, to keep Kemper from getting injured. And Francois is out for a month now. What the fuck? A month? Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Uh, did we confirm if the injury was a hip injury? Not hips. Not hips? Not hips. That's good. Yes, lower body, not hips. Okay. The reason that matters is because he got double hip surgery, and that's why he didn't play last year, because he was recovering from it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll see. The, the word on the street is that it was an injury based around him not playing for a fucking year and a half, but still. We have to see. Told him he should have stretched out a little bit more before taking the ice. Don't know why he didn't listen to me. <laughs> I don't know if he saw the clip of it, but he literally just like uh, pushed to the post and then was like, uh oh, and told the ref to stop play. Yeah. He didn't stop play and made him stay on the ice for another 30 seconds in pain and then forced him to make a save before he could get off. But don't you, know. you love that? Like, especially in yep. preseason? Yep. Yeah, I feel Fucking like refs goal. are trash. I feel like goalies know their body enough to uh, yep. look at our ref and go like, there's no way in hell I'm playing this game. 
Yeah, so essentially we took some major gambles for this goaltending. Uh, that could either really pay off jackpot or we're not going to have a good season. Yeah. So we'll see. We traded a first rounder and Connor Timmons for Darcy Kemper, who Connor Timmons is a top four defenseman for most teams in this league once he reaches his potential. Yeah. Yeah. So we traded a quality roster player and a first round pick for a goalie. And if the goalie gets hurt, that's bad. Because it is also the goalie's only year on contract. He has to get a new contract, either with us or someone else. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe we're not doing a good job of illustrating it. Maybe we are, but either way, the season's not as surefire as last last season was. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean... Well, not having groovy is little nut clenching. Um, and having and so what if these... I told you to be fair, groovy isn't great. Yeah, to be fair, groovy in those preseason games for the Kraken was not playing well whatsoever, and also oh. he really didn't deserve to be a top Vezina uh, Vezina us based on if you looked at everybody's stats, he kind of got there easily. So he did deserve it. He got there because he played behind a really good team. And the thought is that he really benefited from the Avs and is not, you know, not that tier against a Seattle team who is much worse. He, he's not, he's no Andrew, uh, Andrew Pasileski who can <laughs> probably carry any team to a fucking cup at this point. Well, but the thing is, the Avs got caught off guard by him signing that deal. They didn't see it coming, so they had to scramble to get Darcy Kemper at the last minute. And they were in a bidding war with the Edmonton Oilers, which is why they had to overpay. Fuck you, um, Edmonton. Yeah, right? One more reason they hate those motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Don't they have all their money uh, sunk in, like, a bad goalie and, like, five players now? Listen, they freed up, like, $20 million on the cap, which is exactly what they needed, and they spent half of it on Duncan Keith, so, like... Hell yeah, they did, brother. Let's go. <laughs> Jesus, 20 million? Duncan, I wish I didn't get the COVID vaccine because my immune system is so strong, Keith. <laughs> he said that. He's like, my immune system is super strong. I don't think I needed to get this vaccine. I felt pressured into it. <laughs> I would say that I feel like I've got a pretty good immune system as well. Um, and Duncan Keith can eat shit. <laughs> oh, man. Thank God I got the vaccine. Get your bad. fucking vaccines, dude. Jesus Christ. What are you waiting for? Yeah, right. So, yeah. I mean, that's pretty much everything aside from these bonus players, right? There's Devontae, so you know all about He's hella good. Justin Barron just got sent down. Um, we'll probably see him at some point if we have really bad injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, man, that's that's the roster. And that's a lot of the history. I think we wrapped up a lot of good shit. Oh yeah. oh, yeah, Curtis McDermott. Yeah, I was about to say. He's a fist McDermott. on skates. I forgot about him for a reason. He sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fun watching him fight. We watched fight compilations before we started the pod, so. Yep. I was about to say, we watched those uh, videos, so we have something positive to say about him, but then you're immediately like, nope, fuck this. <laughs> he he claps bombs on people's go. noggins, man. T-punch. He's there for when somebody jumps into Byram's head, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's fine. That is what it is. Yep. 
So he's there when Eric Johnson gets injured and also somebody tries to murder Byron. Okay. So you know he's a quality player because when we got him, the Avs said, he's a defenseman, but we think we can try him at either forward or defense. Um, And I don't know about you, but that screams to me, this guy's not here to play good hockey. (laughs) (laughs) He is here to play bottom minutes anywhere. He is just to fill our roster to say we have a full roster. He's here for toughness, man. I don't know. I don't have anything else, though. I don't know if the homies do. Any of y'all. And. Nope. Um, yeah, so I, I guess. good in my um, hosting takeover for that. Yeah, I mean, you did, like, you did a really good job last year. You did a really good job this year. I think we've got a little bit of a better flow this year, for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, it wasn't just academic. all about Ian Cole's ass this time around, so I feel pretty good about that. Oh. Yeah. Well, when Ian Cole is not here, we really can't yeah. blame his ass. Also, Grubauer didn't That's die for a separate episode. <laughs> Greg Patteron is on the ducks, speaking of Ian Cole's ass. <laughs> wow. Oh, He's no. on the ducks? How did he get there? <laughs> so enjoy your time there, Greg. I hope uh-huh. you can make an Instagram post about how you wonder why they even traded for you. <laughs> Cunt. <laughs> All right. Um, so we have this kind of living document on the avalanche, uh, and you have started on a living document for every team in the NHL. Just kind of a little like quick thing about um, each team, the important players, stuff like that. Thoughts on them. We'll be going through those as we play those teams. Um, so yeah, we're gonna do ahead of time week previews, upcoming team. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. So. For episodes going forward, we're going to uh, we'll probably do this weekly. Um, I think we're going to play it a little a little loose on that, right? Um, yeah. Um, but we're going to try to be doing weekly. We're going to have an episode about teams uh, that the Avalanche are going to play that week. If there's any like big news that happens, we'll kind of go over that. Um, kind of like well, what we did last time, but we have a lot more teams to cover this time, which is exciting. And there's 82 games instead of 50-something, so... Yeah. Okay, well, look at it this way. There's two games this week. One's against the Seattle Blues. Damn. Uh, one's against the St. Louis Blues. Uh, you guys know the Blues. Yep. yep. We played the Blues a lot. We goat-seed them in the playoffs. <laughs> um, and to get payback, they stole Sada from us. Motherfuckers. Uh, Yep. And they have Pavel Buchnevich from the Rangers. They got him, so that's good. Seattle's probably... Fuck me, dude. I'm looking at this roster and I see STL and I'm like, Seattle? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's not how that works. Um, So yeah. That is on Saturday. It's the Blues. We know the Blues. We'll do a little rundown or some shit. Like, whatever. Fuck the Blues, dude. You know the Blues. Yeah. Um. The team that you probably want the rundown on is Chicago, because we play them on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So if you avert your eyes to the document, um, you may recognize the name Marc-Andre Fleury from last year. Flower. Yep. Mr. Flower from the Vegas Golden Knights. He's yeah. on the Blackhawks now. Uh, he was the goalie that fucked us. Or yes. made, a, made us really work in a lot of those games. 
Mm-hmm. He's here. The Chicago Blackhawks are the remnants of a dynasty. Um, with some really key players like Jonathan Taves, otherwise known as Johnny Toad, mm-hmm. uh, Patrick Kane. Those are the big ones. That was sort of their McKinnon Rantanen over their era. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, this this depth chart lists Jonathan Taves on the second line, which I think probably isn't true, but he took a whole year off because of mental health issues. Yeah. So they're probably just trying to get him back into the swing of things. Um, so, yeah, in terms of players to look for, it's that Jonathan Taves, Patrick Kane there. Alex Debrinkit is really good. Yeah. Um, Marc-Andre Fleury, the goalie from Vegas last year, he's here now, like I said. So you guys are well acquainted with that motherfucker. Um, Seth Jones might make a bounce Seth Jones is either going to be god-fucking-super-awful or really good for them. Either way, he believes in QAnon, so fuck him. Yep. So yeah, that's who we're playing on Wednesday for opening. Mm -hmm. That game's going to be on TNT, which means we're all going to have to pirate it because it won't be on ESPN+. Uh, Yeah, so the thought is that they aren't very good. You can see here they're ranked 22nd in the league up in the top right of that graphic there. Yeah. Um, but last year they were pot on the barrel. This year they'll be mid-barrel. Yeah. Yeah, I also liked my Chicago Blackhawks, the long-standing storied, respected, historic, bigoted franchise up at the top there. Yeah, that was, a, that was good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those, they yeah, deserve... so this is that. this is the organization that has all of the players coming forward about sexual assault and stuff from like 10 years ago. If yep. you remember those conversations. I do. Yeah, so this is these guys. Um, they also have a long and storied history of people being pissed about their fucking logo. Yeah. Yep. And yeah, they have a shit ton of fucking bandwagoner fans because they fucking won a bunch of cups and, you know, they're yep. sort of the uh, dying breaths of that era, but they're still there. Yep. Um... They're a team that generally I don't feel super uh, afraid of as far as, like, losing. Um, Unless, like, specifically Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane decide that they really want to fuck some shit up because they are players that can accomplish that on their own. Um, But I would expect the rest of the lineup to be such a mismatch for us that um, it shouldn't matter. Even if they're having a good game, I think we should be able to take them easily. Yeah, Um, that should be a dub. Well, I was about to say, I would be more worried that Patrick Kane and Taves both activate while Flurry is hot in the net. Yeah, that, yeah. that is true. Like, that, is like, that is an actual scary thing, because if Flurry decides to carry on being good... Jabrinka okay. um, is good. Kirby Doc down there, Debrinka. third line, he's yeah. uh, he's a, he's one of their rookies. He's sort of their new hook. Yeah, I was going to say new hook is probably the, the person I would compare him to right now. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I mean, Strom is, I thought, better than a fourth-line player, but I guess he's one of those guys that has fallen off. Yeah. Kubelik uh, is mid-tier. Kershaw, I, I, I don't even know the I name. I think Strom is just... Is. What is he doing on the second line? Jesus. I think Strom is just labeled as old, because he's also part of that uh, dynasty, if I remember yeah. correctly. Yeah, yeah I'm not, I'm not sure. I wasn't familiar with the team that much. But yeah, I mean, Jonathan Taves, Patrick Kane, that's Miko and Nate for them. Yep. But imagine Miko and Nate when they're like 34 apiece. Really old. Um, and also, so. Patrick Kane, my man hates taxi drivers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he hates Patrick drivers and women. And or Patrick drivers, damn. 
taxi driver. <laughs> I made a taxi driver joke in fucking DMVR Discord, and somebody got mad at me because he was like, he also beat up a woman. So <laughs> I was like, okay, sorry, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So fuck the Blackhawks all around is kind yeah. of what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I know that we have friends that are Blackhawks fans because they're from that area. Whatever. I fucking hate the Blackhawks, dude. They suck. And every time the Blackhawks come to town, the fucking Avalanche Stadium looks like the Blackhawks Stadium because all the bandwagoners fucking moved to Colorado and live here. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. Sucks. I remember my fir- the first year watching hockey and me just wa- walking down my street with a fucking Avs jersey on, some fucking shit shit ass kid who has a Blackhawks jersey on, and fucking yelled at me across the street. I just looked at him and I was like, "Fuck you! Your season's about to die." Which it can probably did. Now they suck. Any thoughts on the Blackhawks boys? No. Uh, no, not really. I'm prepared to dislike them? them. Are you afraid of them? Uh, no. No. <laughs> I'm prepared to dislike um, them, but other than that, I I don't think that you guys are gonna have a visceral like hateful reaction like you would with like a Wilder Vegas situation because I don't think that the Blackhawks and Avalanche rivalry gets that heated. Um, so I don't think the Blackhawks have anyone that plays that way. No. Um, I just they they are a team that I dislike because of the stuff surrounding the team more so than anything. Um, they used to be really good. They deserved the success based on their on-ice performance, but I think a lot of that's going to uh, be tainted, to say the least. Just based on the shit that's starting to come out about that, those teams. So, I mean, they were the yeah, last so this like, is... big like dynasty, quote unquote, right? Where like it's Tampa now. Tampa exists. It's Tampa. Uh, well, Tampa needs one more um, because before well, then you could argue it was Pittsburgh, right? Yeah, I think I count Pittsburgh as that too. Yeah, I think well, they're pretty clear. Blackhawks, Pit, like Detroit to Blackhawks to Pittsburgh to fucking now Tampa. Uh, what do you think? I mean, obviously, like the Blackhawks are better, but um, like LA getting two as well. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, people argue that like LA had a mini like good good run. And it was just because it was it was. The Blackhawks and the Kings being the shit out of each other. Yeah. Well, so, so like, the thing is that, like, you know, people go back and forth as to, like, what constitutes, like, a dynasty, right? Like, a long time ago, it was you have to win four cups in five, in, like, ten years or some shit, right? Or, um, people refer to the Avs as a dynasty, and that was two cups in, like, five years. Yeah. So. That, that's I'm, weird. I'm I, I don't know I would, if I would call that a I, dynasty I, per se. I but. wouldn't, like, call it, I would just call it a very competitive, like, team or a, long stretch of time because or it was literally avalanche and the red wings being the shit yeah. out of each other or dynasty or not you get multiple cups in a short period of time you're a titan yeah, yeah. i would say like i would say I, I like mini dynasty as like a fucking descriptor right mm-hmm. um but like there's lots of talk about like the blackhawks might have been the last like de facto dynasty if people want to like say like you know it like it's harder to win the cup now, so three in five years or whatever is like truly fucking impressive or whatever. And yeah, it's a team. What about three in three years? Three in three. Uh, get fucked. If the light, if the lightning do that, I'm like, I'm gonna cry. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, they lost so many people, and they if they do it again. 
But yeah, Penguins had the mini dynasty. They won back to back. Lightning are in the in the middle of what could be a dynasty, right? You never know. Um, but fuck, man. Uh, I think that a lot of that's going to be tainted, and I think that um, you know, I haven't heard any news about Kucherov beating up taxi drivers, so maybe it's looking good for them. I don't think Kucherov <laughs> beats up his Bud Lights. Bud Lights no, and no, no. the haters. I was about to say he beats up on the Montreal fans. <laughs> or, or he roasted them. Yeah, man. I mean, and then again, you know the Blues, so that's the week. There's only two games this week, so yeah. Um, now I will say tomorrow is the first opening day, and it will be Seattle's first game ever. That is yeah. not preseason. I will be watching if anybody else wants to join me. Um, we can see our boys Groovy and Donskoy. <laughs> mm, huh? Mm. We can see our boy Groovy. <laughs> oh, Don yeah, because Donskoy is in COVID dead. protocol. Donskoy is one of the five people in COVID protocol. <laughs> mm. Yeah, if the homies want to watch Seattle's first game, that'll be a, a historic event. And usually those end up being interesting. Who's it against? Who are they? Who are they playing? Uh, Vegas. Vegas. Oh, so uh, that's Brazil. fucked up. Brazil. Let's go. <laughs> that is fucked up. I was thinking about that. Not like, only is that fucked up from a team quality perspective, but putting the two expansion teams up against each other is something else for opening night. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Seattle like... has the better jerseys by far, though. Oh yeah, they do. Seattle, Seattle has the better jerseys and logo, and honestly. I just switched teams. <laughs> I'm gonna get a Darren Helm Kraken jersey. People will be like, "What?" <laughs> no, see, Kermit Curtis McDermott was taken from the Kings to be on their um in the expansion draft, so technically he was on them for a little bit. You could get a McDermott Seattle uh, jersey. You know, that's right. Um, I would honestly probably get a Grubauer, but you know, whatever. I wouldn't. I definitely wouldn't. I mean, my love for Groovy is good enough. I mean, he had the sunglasses. We photoshopped a gun for an emote. Like, good times. <laughs> we did that. Us together. Yes, all all of us together. It was a group effort, and definitely not one or two. We of all us held the mouse. I I will say now I don't feel for Groovy like I felt for Varley. Yeah. Mm, yeah, not even close. I can see. Kirby never felt is. like uh, one of the boys for me, but Varley is uh, definitely in that place. The Avs have been so hired gun with their goaltenders, so I would say that it's like, like Varley you know, we had Bernier and Hammond. Like, we've had so many different guys. Say, though. Varley did go through like hell. Yeah, Grubauer day. was a year and a half of serious starting. For a while there, before he got hurt, Frankie almost edged him out for the starter, if you remember. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Gerby was never my guy. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I'm I'm uh, ready for the Avalanche to acquire Samsonov from the Washington Avalanche goalie pipeline. Um, True. Didn't they fucking let Vanacek get taken in expansion and then trade for him back? I believe yes. so. That's funny. I believe that happened. That's very funny. Yeah, and then and we have Eustace in it, and we have Trent Miner, so hopefully one of those pans out. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. That's it for me, though. Yep, that's it yeah. for me, too. Uh, yeah. 
That's right. At anime as leaders. <laughs> Damn spoilers. Yeah. Okay. Listen, I think watching the Seattle game would be fun. I will at least bug you a little bit about it. Yeah. Um. I think watching the first Vegas game, it was against the Avs, and they fucking ruined us. So. Did they not? Or was that a few games in? Maybe it was a bunch of preseason games against the it was a, No, it was a few games in. I know we did play a bunch of... I think we played like three preseason games against them that year. Two or three. Oh yeah, we played yeah. we played a preseason game against them, but then our regular season was like maybe a week in. And gotcha. yeah, they fucked us. They 10 won us, if I recall. 9-1, 10-1, probably. Right. Yeah, that sounds yeah. about right. Yeah, anyway. Uh, Seattle's going to get fucked up. I'm going to watch it. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Fuck Vegas. I hate Vegas. Yeah. I'm exceptionally anti-Vegas. Yep. I dislike Vegas more than I dislike Minnesota. That is saying something. Yes. I hate Vegas for what they did to Fury. Yeah. Don't tell a man you're not going to trade him and then trade him. Yeah. Right. I'm fucking anime as leaders on Twitter. Uh, you can catch me, me reposting. Catch me reposting Ghost Girl Hentai. Pog. Uh, I am on Twitter at Kumodere, K-U-M-O-D-E-R-E. Did either of you acquire a social media you would like to pimp out during this season of the show? No, I have not. You have a following now, you cunts. Yes, but what are you going to do when the haters need to reach you? Um, I'll meet them outside my fucking door. (laughs) (laughs) Please direct You need to use our fan base as a vector for your freelance design work. Uh, facts. That base when the homies don't have social media. I was going to say, please direct all hate towards us three who do not have social media to the to the to the podcast. Yeah, I'll pass your message to along. be passed to me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, someone. You... We're gonna have to set. We're gonna have to set up a phone line so someone can Rasmus Dahl in to call and talk to them. Yeah. Uh, nope. Um, you can find us at one That was a good one. Let's go. Let's go. That was not good. You made fun of me. You, you, <laughs> you got mad at me for making a shitty fucking joke at the beginning. That was objectively so fucking good. Nope. You posted a picture of Rasmus Dahlin, dude. <laughs> yeah, so contact us. Uh, landline is 1 800 Grid A Hockey Podcast. On Twitter. On Twitter. Oh, uh, but follow yeah. us on Twitter at Grit Hockey Cast. Whatever, dude. You do you. I'm not going to tell you how to live your social media life, but if uh, you wanted the option, it's there. He's not going to tell you, but I am. Come follow me. Yeah. Come. Open the box. Come. Okay, I'm pressing pressing stop record now. Uh, Later. Bye. Bye. Come. Bye.